we have been teaching about the kingdom. And uh, today I'm going to share the third message of this series. How many of you have been blessed by this message? If you missed on one of them, please go to our YouTube channel and listen to it. I know it, it will bless you. And today's message is the keys of the kingdom. The keys of the kingdom. And as a good student of the word of God, please take notes, okay, of what God will speak to you today. How many of you have your notebook and pen? Can I see your notebook and pen? Yeah, it's improving. I hope in some months we are going to have all the church taking notes. I'm going to challenge you always. Do you know why? You are here to learn. And the best way for you to learn, if you are a good student, is listening and taking notes. Amen? And I want to start with one illustration. And also a question. Pay attention. I have a question to you. How many of you have found a key in your house, but uh, you couldn't remember what lock it unlocks and what the keys are even for? How many of you? <laughs> that happened to me this week. <laughs> I was at home and I found four keys. And I said, what are these keys for? Then I got them. Maybe it's from hope. I came to hope none of them worked there. Then I went to my, all the, my doors. No way. Then I said, what are these keys for? And uh, I believe that all of us have experienced having keys that seem Un, un, useless to us. Amen? I think all of us. Do you have some keys in your, at home that are useless? Mm -hmm. I possess some keys, but they are useless to me. And uh, this is why I'm going to teach you today. What is today's message? The keys of the kingdom. And God spoke to my heart. Many of my children don't have the keys of my kingdom or if they have them, they don't know how to use them. Yeah. And today we will learn through the word of God that the kingdom of heaven has keys. Not one, but many keys. Amen? Say to the person next to you, the kingdom of heaven have keys. <laughs> Do you have them? Mm. And without this revelation of these keys, you will not be a fruitful Christian. And we will not experience the supernatural of God. Because I am using these keys. And always the supernatural of God comes when we are using these keys. Let's go now to Mark, to Matthew 16. When Jesus spoke about these keys. Amen? Mm. Matthew 16, we are going to read from verse 13 to 17. Follow me on the screen, please. Or read with me. When Jesus came to the region, the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say that you are John the Baptist. Others say... 
that you are Elijah. And still others say that you are Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But Jesus said, but what about you? What about you? He asked, who do you say that I am? Simon, Simon Peter answered, you are the, the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Notice here, Peter had a revelation about Jesus. And no, none of, the, of the, the disciples have had this revelation. And, and he said... You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. He had one revelation. And what Jesus said to him? Blessed are you. Blessed are you. Blessed means spiritually prosperous. Spiritually prosperous. Or in other words... Jesus said to Peter, you are blessed because of what? You are blessed because of what? Because you received what a revelation. You received a revelation. Let's go to verse 18 now. Look, keep it reading. I tell and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and ga gates of hates, or some translation, gates of hell, will not overcome it. This is a talking about revelation, because Peter had one revelation. Do you know what revelation means? Do you know? Revelation is when something is hidden and suddenly come before you. It's something that the people doesn't know. Revelation is you can read a verse, but that verse is not revealed to you. But sometimes when you are reading, then the word of God comes alive. And you read and say, wow. I'm going to share with you a revelation today. Amen? Yeah. I'm going to share a revelation to you about the kingdom of God. But now let's go to verse 19. Because he had a, a revelation, what Jesus said to him, let's read out together, please. I will give you what? The keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Wow! First, what Peter received in that moment? A revelation. Jesus said, it was not blood or flesh that revealed you to you, but my Father in heaven. Wow, I love when this revelation comes. Many people know the word, the logos, the word, the written word. But if you don't have the revelation, sorry, that truth will not be a truth for you. Because you are going to receive only what you understand. Do you remember that last message? You will receive only what you have revelation or understanding and and because of that revelation what jesus said to peter what jesus said to peter because of the the revelation i will give you 
the kiss. And he is blessed, yes. But said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was talking to his, to his disciples about the, his kingdom on earth. Pay attention. He was talking about his kingdom on earth. And Jesus said that his kingdom has what? Keys. Hmm. The kingdom of God has keys. Peter had a revelation that Jesus was the Son of God. And then because of the revelation, Jesus said to him, because of this revelation, I'm going to give you the kiss. Pay attention. Kiss, there is an S at the end that means plural. I will give you kiss. Ah. Some people has one, another two, three. But if you have this revelation, who I am, you are going to receive more keys. Now, let's look what these keys are going to do. Because you're going to say, Pastor, okay. The kingdom of God has keys. But what can I do with this kiss? Let's read again verse 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, you will be bound in heaven. And whatever you on earth, you will be loosed in heaven. This kiss has to do with binding things on earth, on this earth. Some translations of the Bible says that anything you bind will already have been bound in heaven. Or, pay attention to what I'm going to say now about you. When a son of God, how many son of God do you have here? When a son of God that have, has the revelation of the kingdom of God speaks, heavens hears and agrees, and hell hears and obeys. Oh, it's not there. I'm going to repeat again because he's going to put. <laughs> oh, Lord. <coughs> I'm going. Well, let's read out together. When? Of God that has revelation of the kingdom speaks heavens, hears and agrees, and hells hears and obey. Wow. Or when you have this revelation and you know who you are and you know who he is, then when you say something, heaven say yes. And when you say something against hell, hell has to obey you. When you say something against the spiritual world, the demons have to obey you. But when you do not know how it works, I have seen some people shouting very loud. <laughs> it's not the tone of the voice. It's not the volume. Some people shout. Demons, get out! I remember I was in church years ago. And we were in a meeting. And someone got possessed. And then I could not shout. Then I said, I, I spoke into his, the ear of the person. I say, demons, I, give you, I command you, stop right now. Get out of him. I just whispered. And that man was delivered. It's not uh, shouting that you are going to drive out demons. So you start shouting, shouting. When the policeman speaks, does he need to shout? <laughs> if he shouts, he has no authority. He lost all his authority. The policeman says, can I have your, your driving license? 
please? So yeah, sure. Can you imagine? Give me your license drive! <laughs> Some people say, go this way. It doesn't work. If you have authority, you just speak and all the demons have to listen to you. Can you say amen? Yeah. This is what this verse means. You, re you receive revelation. Follow me, please. You receive the revelation. Because of the revelation you receive, you receive the keys. And because of the keys that you have, you bind the things here on the earth and they get bound up in heaven. Amen? You receive the revelation of God. And then maybe your pastor is teaching you something and you get it. Some people, they are listening, but they are not getting. Jesus said, unfortunately, many people, they are listening, but just some people, they are receiving. Few people. Jesus said that. And then we see that the same scripture that talks about revelation, talks about kiss, and about allowing and forbidding things to happen. Amen? Let's read Matthew 13, 11. Matthew 13, 11. Jesus replied, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given you, but not to them. Jesus, Jesus spoke about secrets, about mysteries, and about the keys. Right? The key is something that opens something. And I have a question to, to you. Are you opening things? Are you fructifying in the kingdom? Because, do you remember about the parable of the sower, the farmer? Yeah? Jesus said that there are many people, even in the kingdom, that they are receiving the seeds what are the seeds? The message of the kingdom. They are receiving the message about the kingdom, but they do not understand it. They are receiving, but they are not understanding. It's just like literal. No revelation. And because of that, what Jesus said, only a small group of people 25%. They are understanding these mysteries and they are the ones that are going to bear fruit. Or how do we know that someone received the revelation? Why? How do we know that someone received the, the revelation? <laughs> Through the fruits. If you are fruitifying in the kingdom, through the fruits, and we're going to speak more. And God has spoken to my heart that many of his children have the keys, but they still don't understand how the kingdom works. Many people, they have the keys, the Bible, but they don't know how to use them. And because of that, some of the people of God, they are living as religious people within the kingdom and not as, as citizens of the kingdom. This is what I'm teaching. Or, but having the keys and having the understanding how and where to use it then are different things. Okay? To have the keys and to know how to use it 
They are different things. Knowing the scripture, pay attention, knowing the scripture, but no, not knowing how they work is just as bad as not having the a key at all. Okay? There is a saying. A saying that, that says, He who doesn't read is no better off than he who cannot read. Did you get? I'm going to repeat. He who doesn't read is no better off than he who cannot read. And the same thing is true in this sense that I am talking right now. Pay attention. He who has a key is no better off than he who doesn't have a key if he doesn't know what the key is for. <laughs> Then some people, they, they know these keys in the Bible, but they don't know how to use it. Or the kingdom has doors to be unlocked. Amen? The kingdom has doors. And now I'm going to talk about, I, I spoke about the keys, Jesus said. When you receive a revelation, you receive a key. And now I'm going to talk about the kingdom. I have a question to you. Why did Jesus come to this earth? Why did Jesus come to this earth? I'm going to read Luke 4, 43. Jesus said, I must proclaim what? The good news of what? Of the kingdom of God to other towns also. Because that is why I was sent. I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God because this is why I was sent. This was the purpose of Jesus coming to earth. He came to preach the gospel of the kingdom. This is why what I'm teaching you. Jesus didn't come to bring a new religion. I know. This is what the church became. A religious organization. But Jesus came not for that. Jesus came to bring his kingdom on earth. And not a religious organization. His coming was motivated by the kingdom being delivered to man. Let's read another verse. Luke 12, 32. Luke 12, verse 32. Do not be afraid, little flock. Speak to you. For your father has been pleased to give you what? The kingdom. What did your father want to give you? Uh, the kingdom. Not one blesses the kingdom. I'm going to read another verse. Matthew 24. 24 Matthew 25, 34. Let's read all together. Then the king will say to those on his right. Come, you who are. Blessed by my father. Take your inheritance. What inheritance? The kingdom prepared for you since. This is so important. Take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For how long has the kingdom been your inheritance? Always since the creation of the world. What that means? That means that the kingdom existed before the earth. All right? The kingdom exists before the earth. The kingdom was given to you before the earth. And that's why God made the earth. 
Are you with me? Or the earth had to be created in order for you to carry out the assignment of the kingdom. Wow. The earth had to be created in order for you to carry out the assignment of the kingdom. Or what was God's plan? God wanted his rulership to happen on a visible planet. Then so he created children, made the territory, and gave their responsibility to rule and manage his kingdom. The physical heavens and earth that were created were created so God could carry out through his children his kingdom desires. The reason why Christ came was to restore us to the inheritance that was always ours. Hmm. This is why I'm telling you, Jesus never had in mind that his children would have a religion. This is what I can see today. For how long has the kingdom belonged to you? Always, since the creation of the world. Or our inheritance is the kingdom of God. Look to the person next to you and say that. Our inheritance is the kingdom of God. Mm. This is our inheritance. Let's look another verse, please. Let's look another verse. And now this time in the, in the last book of the Bible, in the, in the book of Revelation. Because in this last book, it culminates the entire program of God. Let's see what God said in his last book. Revelation 5.10. Let's read all together. <coughs> you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God. And they will reign on the earth. Wow. Are you I hope at least 25% of you are receiving. <laughs> but my prayer is that at least more. But they will but the, a question now. Where they will serve and where they will reign? Where they will serve? On earth. And where they will reign? The earth. I'm going to read again. You have made them to be kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. They will reign on the earth. God didn't say that you are here to sing and to dance and to clap. Or he said that you are here to reign. To reign on the earth. So, beloved brothers, I know this is too much sometimes for our small mind. I know. But our destiny has always been the earth. But unfortunately, sorry, but Catholic Church started teaching and preaching a lot about heaven, 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 heaven. And the people has heaven in their mind. But God is calling someone. Is God calling? <laughs> <coughs> But religious people say that our destiny is heaven, but it's not. Our ultimate destiny is still earth because that was the original assignment. Genesis 1.26. 
what it's written? Let the man have dominion over the fish of the birds and over the earth. Genesis 1, 26. So God created man in his image and said, have dominion over the earth. Or God's original plan was the earth and his final plan will be the earth. And he's going to get what he always planned. Do you believe that? Amen. God will receive what he always planned. And I'm going to, to give you a, a new series in a few months about apocalypse, the end times. Then I'm, then I'm going to understand that you are not going to be in heaven. Some people think they are here and one day is going to die and they are going to be in heaven on the clouds playing some harps with the angels and worshiping God for their whole life in heaven. <laughs> if you have this, this in mind, you are totally wrong. <laughs> Sorry. But it's not uh, the, the today's preaching. But we are going to go just quick to heaven. And you're going to return with Christ to reign here on earth. <laughs> then you are here now. And you have to reign. And, and then you are going to die. And some of them have gone. Departed to the Lord. And soon they will be back here. But it's not the today's preaching. And the greatest message delivered by Jesus was about the kingdom of God. Or the greatest need, need of mankind is to belong to a kingdom. That means man needs a new government. Amen? And I spoke to you about what is kingdom. I think I, ne I needed to, re to give you again, just to remind you, what is the kingdom? Do you remember? What are the characteristics of a kingdom? What Jesus said for us to pray? May your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Are you praying for that? Yes. But some people, they are praying, but they don't believe. <laughs> because they are not living for that. I, oh, but okay. What are the characters of a kingdom? Because Jesus preached just one message. Number one, a kingdom must have a king that is sovereign. Amen? Second, a kingdom must have a territory, a dominion where he ro rules. Number three, citizens. A kingdom must have what? Satan. Satan. Unfortunately, this kingdom that we are talking about has been misunderstood and turned into a religion. Sorry. Many people, they are religious people. Not, they are not living a kingdom. Why? Because, this, because Jesus hated religion. Did you know? Jesus hated religion and his number one opposition was from religious people. Religion reduces citizens to members of religious organizations. A kingdom does not have members. A kingdom has citizens. Kingdom doesn't have members. They have citizens. I am preaching to you about the kingdom. I know this word, is maybe it's going to take time for you to understand. But my number one goal in the next years it should transform you from being a religious Christian to a kingdom citizen. This is my goal. 
What is my goal? To transform you in a kingdom citizen. Number four. A constitution and laws are in the kingdom. Our constitution and the laws are the Bible. And the laws has, have to be obeyed for the kingdom to work. Okay? Laws have to be obeyed for the kingdom to work. Number five. A government and administration. Some people don't like that. Because they, they love to live by themselves. They don't like to belong to a kingdom. Because some people, they say, I love myself in the way that I do. <laughs> do you know someone like that? <laughs> The way that I do is the right way. But this is not kingdom mentality. Sorry. We are going to live here and disconnected to the kingdom because this is not a kingdom mentality. Because every kingdom must have people that operate and the leaders that have dominion of that territory. Can you say amen? amen. Next. I have no... Long, much time to talk about. Number six. Privileges. This is so important. What a kingdom need? Have? Privileges. Hmm. Every kingdom has privileges. Citizens have rights and citizens Citizenship is a privilege. Do you agree with? Citizenship is a privilege. That's why citizenship is very important to ev for everybody in the world. Citizenship is very important to everybody. And the same is true about the kingdom of God. In religion... You have to work a lot to receive benefit. This is what I can see. Some people, they are working hard <laughs> to receive benefit from God. <laughs> they think, ah, I have to do, I have to do, I have to do. No, this is religion. Religion have to work a lot to receive benefit. But in the kingdom, you just need faith. <laughs> what do you need to have in the kingdom? Just faith. What is faith? Is to believe in what God has given you. And then you receive freely. You don't have to work for it. <laughs> when you understand who you are, this is so important. When you understand who you are and who he is and receive the understanding, the revelation, then you receive what is yours. Amen? Amen? Yeah. I'm going to say something now, to, now that will confuse you. And this is what I want. <laughs> I need to shake you. But you don't get things from God because you are saved. What did they say? <laughs> you don't have to be saved to get things from the kingdom. Hmm. You don't have to be saved. I'm going to give you one example about this citizenship. We have uh, here at Shalom Christian Fellowship in Ireland, we have uh, people from different nations, right? We have uh, here people from Russia, Latvia, Lithuania, China, Brazil, Africa, and uh, 24, 25 different countries here in this church. And 
it doesn't matter their race, whether they are black or white, red or yellow, most of you have, or maybe in the future you become our citizen, right? Doesn't matter your color for you to become an Irish. If you have the rights, it's yours. Doesn't matter even the language that you speak. I know some people, they went to receive their citizenship and they didn't know how to speak English. <laughs> I know. Maybe it's better for you to learn, but I've seen some people, they went to receive their citizenship and they didn't know what they were talking about. But they got it. Why they got? Because they receive what they have the right to receive it. Are you with me? Also, you are connected to the government, government authority, then you have the benefit of that governing that took you in. Did you get? Just to clarify to you, there are in the Bible many people that uh, they received benefits, healings, blessings, and they were not Christians, they are not Jews, they were not from Israel, they were pagan, and they came to Jesus and they received it. But how, pastor? Because they understood how the kingdom works. Simple, simple. Do you remember that Greek woman? Uh, the, the Canaanite woman? Do you remember her? About her? She came and begged to Jesus, Jesus, deliver my daughter. And what Jesus said? What Jesus said to her? No. No, I didn't come for that. Sorry, you are one. You're, you're a dog. You don't belong to the kingdom. You are away from the kingdom. You are a Canaanite. You are Greek. And then that woman understood the kingdom. And then, it's, and then she insisted. And Jesus looked at her. Wow, woman. <laughs> you got. You understood how the kingdom works. You can go. Your daughter is healed. Can I ask you, did that woman who was healed receive healing because Jesus wanted to heal her? No. She came to Jesus and Jesus said no. But she knew about this, how works the kingdom. Another, another, another example. I told you that you don't need to be Christian. And sometimes people outside, they are receiving healing. And people, they are here, they are not receiving. This week, I was at Hope. And, and uh, a woman came. She's not a believer. She was smelling cigarettes. And she came and said, I have a strong pain. I'm not feeling well. Can you pray for me? I said, of course. I prayed for her. And then she said, wow. I have no pain more. And she was not saved. Not part of the kingdom. And then she got healed. And sometimes I pray for Christians. Nothing. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? Another man, like uh, one day a pagan Roman centurion, pagan Roman centurion, he understood how the kingdom works. He never worshipped the God of Israel before, but he understood how the kingdom works. 
understood, but there are people inside of church, they don't know how to use these keys. Are you with me? Are you with me? That man understood, but sometimes people inside of the kingdom, they don't understand how the kingdom works. And that's, that man came to Jesus and said, Jesus, Jesus, I have soldiers. I am a centurion. I have 6,000 soldiers. And all of them, when I say go, they go. Do you know why? Because they obey Caesar. Hmm. They obey Caesar. Why? I am under authority of Caesar. Caesar is living in Rome. Thousand kilometers from here. But because I am obedient to Caesar, you have to get... Because I am obedient to Caesar... Then I say, go, and he is going to obey the authority of Caesar, not my authority. It's Caesar. Oh, when you understand that, my beloved brother, when you understand how works the kingdom, then everything in the kingdom works in this way. But we need to have these keys of the kingdom. Because that man used this key and he opened a miracle for his servant. And when Jesus listened, he said, Wow! I never ever see someone with this great faith like him. I believe that centurion, after that moment, he followed Jesus. He was a pagan. He was not a believer. But because he understood the kingdom, then he became a follower of Jesus later. Or pay attention. The privilege and rights of the kingdom comes from citizenship. Your privilege comes from citizenship. Or you need to know who you are and who he is. And you, when you have this revelation, who you are and who he is, it's done. I want to, to read more, just some verses to finish, to conclude. Matthew 13, 23. Matthew 13, 23. The seed that fell on good, on good soil represent what? Those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Hallelujah! Those who hear the word and understand or those who li are listening to his pastor and understand and receive the revelation and what happened with him he produced fruits wow he produced much fruit not just little but 30 60 and 100 times more. Your fruits is the evidence that you understood the kingdom. Yeah. Your fruits is the evidence that you understood the kingdom. I want to ask you, what are these fruits? What are these fruits? This fruit can mean many things, but These fruits are the transformations and miracles in your life that you generate the salvation and transformation of many lives. Because when you understand the kingdom, 
Then you are going to, your life are going to be transformed. And the people are going to look at you and say, what happened to you? You are, wow, you are like, you are a different person. You are so nice, so polite. You, you, you are, oh, I can, but uh, why are you so blessed? And then you are going to be like, a display of God's work. And people are going to look at you and say, can I go to your church? <laughs> because people are going to see the transformation. But what happening? Some people say, I don't want to go to that church. I don't want to be religious like him or her. This is, a, stop teaching, preach about religion. You have to live a life that's going to show up the fruits of transformations in your life. John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. And fruit that will last. Hallelujah. So that whenever you ask me in the name of the Father, we'll give you. Wow. Yeah. When this transformation comes, and then your life will be transformed, and you're going to bear fruits. And then you're going to start asking, biding things. You're going to have the keys, and God will listen to you. How many of you are understanding? I have a question. What are the fruits that last forever? What are the fruits that will last forever? Mm. I'm going to give you a key to you right now. Because your blessings are not the fruits that will last. Healing is just for this life. Money is just for this life. House, a new house, it's a blessing. But it's just for this life. What are the, the fruits that will last forever and ever? No. People. People. People is what we are going to, to bring to God one day. And I'm going to give you the key for you to produce fruits that will last. Okay? And I am finishing now. Do you know? Do you know how can you produce fruit that you're going to last? Do you know? The key is, seek first the kingdom. Seek first what? The kingdom. And you bear many fruits. Seek first the kingdom. And you, you bear many fruits. Many people misunderstood this verse. Many people don't understand this verse. They think to seek the kingdom first is to pray day and night. <laughs> of course you have to pray, but this is, this is not. Or to be reading the Bible the whole day. Who can read the whole Bible the whole day? You have to work. Don't be lazy. <laughs> then... You have to work. You have to go to school, right? Many people misunderstood this verse. Seek the kingdom first. Now I'm going to give you the key. Because many people don't understand. To seek the kingdom first is to preoccupy yourself with one thing only.
how we are going to think is about the kingdom. Let's stand up right now, please. But don't move, please. Don't move because this is the most... Don't move, please, because this is the most important time of this meeting. What means to seek the kingdom first? I'm going to give you the keep to you. It's not for you to spend your whole day praying in the church or reading, being at home reading your Bible the whole day. No, this is not. Anyone live this way. Everyone go to school, go to work, do your stuffs. Then, this is the key. When you are going to work, maybe tomorrow you are going to wake up and go to work, right? Right? All of us do that. You're going to work. And then I think about how can I bring the kingdom in my workplace. Did you get? Then you have in mind how can I bring the kingdom to that people around me? This is to put the kingdom first. When you go to school, how many of you go to school tomorrow? When you go to school, then you are going to have in mind, I'm going to school to expand the kingdom of God, to touch people's life there in the school. And at the end of the year, I'm going to receive a diploma. But what is the goal? What is the goal? To expand, to bring the kingdom to that place. You are going to work. You are going to work. Sorry, not to make money. Not to make money. You are going to work for what? To bring the kingdom. To if you go to make money, you are in trouble. You're going to be poor the rest of your life. But if you go with that in mind, I'm going there to seek the kingdom first, to expand, to bring the kingdom into my job. And what God promised you if you put the kingdom first? He's going to bless you. Ah, put the kingdom first and everything you need, I will give to you. When you are going to, to date someone? Yeah. Dating. How the kingdom of God date? Then you're going to say, I'm going to protect my body. Because the people of the kingdom live a holy life. You have the kingdom in mind. Are you getting? Everything is the kingdom. When you are going to marry, how is a, ma a, a marry? A, where, a marriage where the kingdom of God is manifested. How can I be a woman or a man? I want to conclude with one thing. Please, don't move right now. I want to give you my testimony about my life. I have lived, I have lived in four different cities in my life. Four different cities. When I, uh, when I born again, I lived in one city, that's Barreto, started Sao Paulo State. All my friends, I was 18 years old, most of my friends, they became believers because of my testimony. And many of them today, they are pastors. Because they saw the transformation and they were saved. Then I moved to another town, another city. That is, that is Monte Aprazivo, São Paulo State. To study. But I had in mind why I am there. 
to expand the kingdom. And there, I won soul for Jesus. And I have disciples there in that town. Then I had in mind, I'm not here because of a diploma. I'm here because of the kingdom. And then, at the end, I received my diploma. But my best diploma is the people that were saved there. Wow. Then I moved to the third town uh, where I lived. I lived there for two years only. And in this town is Mariluz, Paraná State in Brazil. And I have many disciples there that know the Lord. And I, I lived just two years. And today there is a church there because of all these disciples that I won them for Jesus. Then I lived in another town, Uberlandia, the fourth town that I lived before Ireland. And then there I started working in a company. And I worked, I worked in a company for 15 years. When I started working there, there were no Christians. No Christians. After 15 years, around 50% of the company were believers. And they were serving the Lord. And I became very prosperous. <laughs> I was there not to make money. <laughs> and because when you put the king on first, what happened? This is the key. You are not there to make money. You are there to expand the kingdom. And because you understood the kingdom. And what happened? God will bless you. And I became a prosperous man. And I have a question. To finish. How many people have you won over for Jesus? This is my question. How many people have you brought to Jesus? They are saved and transformed. You are where you are because of the kingdom. To produce fruits that you last forever in the presence of God. And if you put God, the kingdom first, God will bless you abundantly. Close your eyes. I want to pray for you. This should be your preoccupation. The kingdom. This is to, to put the God, God first. You have just one preoccupation. And say, I'm going to bear fruit that will last forever. Lord, and I pray, Lord, for all my brothers and sisters here. We are here in this town, in this nation, not, not for to make money, to have houses, or to, to have our own kingdom. But we are here because of you, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, for your fresh anointing upon us. Lord, help us to understand who we are. All the privilege of the kingdom. Help us, Lord, to use all the skills of the kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for this fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit upon us. In Jesus' mighty name, anoint each one of us. Help us, Lord, that you have a transformed life. That everyone will look at us and see the transformations that you have made in our lives. And they are going to come to us and say, please talk to me about God. Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray for this transformation. Because this is why we are here. To seek your kingdom first. Lord, to live and to bring your kingdom, Lord. In our job, in our, in our school. Lord, wherever we go, help us to have this understanding. Lord, destroy this spirit of religiousness over our lives, Lord. 
This is why the people are not born again. The people are not coming to Jesus. Lord, I do pray. Help us to be citizens of your kingdom, Lord. Oh, people that are going to be so blessed that the people are going to look at us and say, please help me to know your God. In Jesus' mighty name of we pray. And I bless all my brothers and sisters. And I declare, Lord, we are here in this town, in this nation, to seek you first. And we know everything we need, you will supply to us. We will prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And we, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. Keep you anointing, anointing, and please be a servant of the kingdom and a, a citizen of the kingdom. Amen? The Lord bless you in Jesus' name.